friends! Welcome back to the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast. In today's episode, we sit down with one of my best friends, Reagan Blissett, to discuss life after college, navigating career and unemployment, and dating, <laughs> and how we met our current significant others. So, Reagan is truly one of my favorite people. We always have great conversation, and really, this podcast episode will sound like one of our phone conversations that we have every month. <laughs> So we hope you enjoy it. It's very laid back and informal, but contains a lot of good little life lessons. So let's get to it. Hello. Welcome to the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast. Oh, hello. Oh, excuse me. Goodness. I, we were just talking about morning voice. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. I am like so excited to be on. I've been listening to your um, first few podcasts and you go girl like I am so proud of you <laughs> thank you well you've always inspired me too with all your news and putting yourself out there I mean you're perfect at your job and oh my gosh thank I, you. I appreciate you of course so Reagan and I met back in college and she's one of my very best friends uh, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today we've been through a lot of different stages of our lives, I feel like, already, mm-hmm. even though we've only been friends for, like, five years. I still feel like from being on the cheer team at Grand Valley to, like, talking about our career goals back then and, like, where we are now, um, it's been fun to watch her grow and, like, just have her as, like, a soul sister in yeah. my circle. Oh, well, likewise. <laughs> like, seriously, since, like, we were friends freshman year of college, which is, like, a scary time, and then we've always had, like, a, such a, like, an awesome, like, consistent friendship. Like, even if we like haven't talked in a really long time like we can just pick up where we left off which I feel like is like the best quality about a friendship is that if you don't talk every day like you don't lose anything you and I have never like had a fight like (laughs) that's just like the best part about it all yeah I love that too especially like as we we'll talk about it in the podcast today I'm sure but like as we get into like adult life it's so nice to be able to pick up with friends and not be like are we still friends like I never questioned that about you (laughs) Um, exactly and you're like, always there <laughs> yeah you know what like I feel like if you ever have to make that comment like are we still friends with like somebody in your life I I just don't think you guys are friends because <laughs> it's you know right. it shouldn't have to be that difficult yeah so for today's podcast what we're going to talk about is just as I said we've been through a lot of different stages together um so Reagan and I are going to go over like some of the dreams and goals we had in, throughout college and where we're at now and how some of that's changed and some dating and our current significant others. Yes, um, that's my specialty is boys. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought especially for like recent grads right now and if you're like what am I going to do with my life like I have to have it all figured out. You know, we're figuring it out as we go. So we just want to share a little bit of our own stories to let you know that no matter what your dreams are and if your dreams change, that's okay. And like, you'll go through breakups and highs and lows in your life. Mm -hmm. And like, that's part of the process. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like right away, like it is okay that dreams change. That's exactly what happened to me when I was in, you know, I I can trace it back to like high school and early stages of college. I was going to be an entertainment reporter I was gonna go to California I wanted to live in California like some big city and then I ended up getting an internship in LA and I was in LA for two and a half months and it was a great experience however I like kind of put my life in perspective and I was like 
do I really want to like not be like be away from my mom and dad like and my mom doesn't fly so it's like she would never be able to see me in the future and then it's like if I ever had kids like how would they be able to see my family and so I like had to like really like start thinking about like long-term goals and it also but I'm also like super happy that I did go to LA and like experience that though yeah and I feel like that's I guess takeaway from that too though because like it's not just that you're like okay like I'm giving up my dream in a sense like you went out and pursued that and mm-hmm. you felt it out and you're like actually this isn't what I wanted like I want to be close to family I want to build out like close-knit like relationships and that's yeah. hard to do when you like move to a brand new city and like depending on how long you stay there like I mean sure you'll make new friendships but family is super important and if you know that retaught you yeah. that value but I think that like it's so important that you still did it and you tried it um because yeah I feel like it, I still was... need to go for my thing <laughs> my dream but yeah and I yeah. really think you should because it was such an awesome experience like I loved being out there I feel like I would have had a better time. Like I didn't have my own car and like, I wasn't really able to make like a lot of friends. So I feel like that factored into like why I became pretty homesick. Um, so like, I would definitely like approach it differently if I was to ever do it again. But like you, like you always wanted to like go to New York city and like have this big dream of yours. Yeah. So it's, that's but in the same sense, like I, in my current role, like I've actually am really happy where I'm at with my job, like surprisingly, and it's not Mm -hmm. what I wanted in college. So like for my end, my story was like, I wanted to move to New York, work in fashion, like have a shoebox size apartment in Brooklyn or something. (laughs) Um, And I did, I go, I went to New York and I loved it, but I definitely heard that like, it's very cutthroat and fast paced. And like, I will just say for sure, the energy is amazing out there, but I think it's definitely a place like to visit, not necessarily live. Um, And then this past year, though, like I went to California for work. Well, about a year ago, I went and that was the first time I had ever been. And I felt like absolutely in love with it. And I went two times in the past year. (laughs) Um, And I don't know. Now my heart is like out and out, like actually not even L.A., more of just like uh, San Diego area. Areas. Like the, yeah. Yeah. Like I love the beachy vibes. Like I love hiking. I love all that. Like it would just be such a fun change of pace. But I guess coming back to my other dreams, like after college, I got a job like in a medical technology company. And honestly, it wasn't like my first option. And I was really disappointed. I didn't get a different job. And I thought maybe I was letting myself down, but like where I'm at with it now, I'm like very happy and I'm very financially stable which I'm like really grateful for because all throughout college and like really some parts of my life like I always stressed about money um and money doesn't buy happiness so that's definitely not my message here but it does help it does help (laughs) yeah and like when you have student loans and stuff to be in like a good financial place especially like in your early 20s like it's it's hard to pass that up so I'm very happy with where I'm at right now but like my next step for sure is like wanting to go out to California to have my moment and like try it and see how it is and but and it's not like saying that you have to go out and be in California for like multiple years you know like that's not like your forever place if you don't want it to be like but I definitely think it's still like something good and like I would never take back that like of going or not going like I'm so happy I went but I'm like happy like okay like I live so close to my parents now and I, I just couldn't see myself living far away from them long-term. 
but it's yeah. definitely and like, like t- you have to like go and like it sounds so cliche but like, spread your wings and just see if you like it somewhere else no like you absolutely do and like it's really important like what you're talking about with the family thing because that's even been like to do it and I want to try it. and like you said it doesn't have to be forever um and I don't necessarily want it to be because already like we've talked about this before like not on a podcast but <laughs> like making fr- new friends or like finding new friends or like people to hang out with consistently like as you become an adult like it's so much harder like once you're working yeah. full time and I mean we'll get to the point of like talking about our relationships but then when you're in a new relationship like you're spending a lot of time with that person so mm-hmm. it can be hard to like hang out with people and then if you add in a new place like a new state and all of that you're already far from your family and like you'll probably have a job yeah. that you're doing I mean you'll meet people for sure but it's definitely like I don't know. I've always wanted to have like a group of like close knit friends. I want to be close with family and have like family get togethers and, and friend Mm -hmm. nights and dinner parties and whatever. And yeah. So even just like you've taught me that like in, in the past year, things have changed from that. And I think it's so important. Like what you said that like when you're, you know, not to be morbid, but when you're on your deathbed, like you're going to want to, you're going to care about the people that are surrounding you more than like, well, at least I lived in California alone for <laughs> Yeah, and forever. that was like a huge huge thing of mine. And I and I thought about that, which is morbid, but like, am I really gonna care about like this awesome promotion that I got in another state or the fact that like I had a great life with a great family and little babies, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's just weird that like you have to like think about that. But I was you know, I'm happy I went there, and um, I definitely think, like, it's still, like, you still have a chance, like, go and do it, and then you can figure it out whether, okay, like, I do, I want to live in another state, or, you know what, like, spend a couple years there, and then come home. Yeah, and I think we were both. friends is the hardest thing after college, literally the hardest thing, (laughs) because, like, I remember when I first graduated from college, like, I ended up getting like Bumble for friends, like not for boys, like for friends. Oh my gosh, I did the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) And like, honestly, I feel like if I would have followed through with that, like I could have had a better outcome, but like some girl and I were going to get margaritas and I just like never follow up because I was, I guess I was kind of embarrassed that this is how I was like trying to find friends. Um, But it's hard. (laughs) It is. I tried it too and it felt just like kind of ingenuine. And I feel like it's so hard for me, even like when we get to the point of dating, like I did not like using dating apps. I used it like for one day and I was over it. Um, Yeah. Like, I think like people can totally find like happiness and like the love of their life on a dating app. And I definitely know like at least two couples in my life that have like found someone on dating apps. But, like, for me, it was a no-go. It just never worked out. <laughs> I feel you there. To each their own, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But something, um, before we move on, I was thinking about, actually, another time that we had a conversation. Um, when you said that, like, so back to, like, the idea of, like, following your dreams or, like, having these big goals and, like, doing yeah. all these things, like, going to California, moving to a big city, working in fashion, like, some of those, those things, I'm not even going to say some of those, like they're not unique. Like everybody has like that big thing they want to do. So it's not to just like regard your dreams or say like you shouldn't do it because other people want to. But I just, I don't know, the one time we had a phone conversation for like an hour and like you said something like that where you're like, well, like that's like everybody wants to do that. And I don't know, the way that like I took that is like back to the whole family thing is like 
don't do something because you feel like it's like everybody's doing it. I need to move to California and do this because that's what like the world expects of me. Like always do what, yeah. what is making you happy. And so if that's like having a family or settling down and starting a family, like do that. Don't do something just because you feel like the world wants you to do it. Yeah. And I always felt like pressure, like, because I told middle school, high school, early college that like, I wanted to be like an entertainment reporter in California. And so like, people, that's what people like expected (laughs) me to do. And then once I decided like, you know what, I think I want to change, change, like what I, what I want for my life, people were kind of like confused. And they were kind of like, like my parents, they're like, well, you wanted to like live out in California and now like you live in the country. Like, where did this come from? Like they were confused and I kind of felt like obligated to like, you know, I can't, not like, I kind of felt bad. Like, yeah, no, letting these people down. (laughs) We, We really are so much alike because that was like my biggest thing too. And like, even sometimes I just, I feel like I'm motivated because I'm like, well, I said, I'm always, I've always said I'm going to do that. Um, and that's why I've, I've tried to be better about wanting to move. Like I still want to try it for me, but I definitely am getting to a point where like, I'd be willing to like, we're, we're Devin and I, I mean, we're still pretty young in our relationship, but like we have talked about like set, like getting a house or like doing those things. And I'm like, I wouldn't be opposed. Like, I just want to be by a lake. I want to have like good friends, good family, (laughs) like, you know, and if that's Michigan, California, like that's what I want. And I don't, it's just like geographic location. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's we're one in the same because I feel like I hold myself to the standard sometimes like, well, I told everybody this and like kind of tracking yeah. back a little bit. Like that's how I, <laughs> I felt. Know, like, like, can you guys forget everything I said about me wanting to do this? Like I still like I still have like big dreams and I don't want people like listening like, oh, God, like she just wants to like pop on a baby. And that is definitely not it. But I'm trying to like find like the best of both worlds I'm trying to like have like a happy social life and a happy life but I'm also trying to like marry that with a great career and so I feel like I could have that in Michigan you know being a reporter at one of the local stations while still like being close to family so it's it's hard but I'm literally trying to have like the best of both worlds (laughs) and you can because ultimately all it comes down to is like happiness so if you're just if you have a good job and you're happy and you have a good family and you're happy like that's all that matters and like that's something I've tried to teach myself is like geographic location or like accolades of the job being like a big company or a big name brand like I don't know it doesn't really matter and like even like now like I feel like well my company has changed but I worked for like a bigger name Mm -hmm. in the medical technology Mm -hmm. and like when I've told people they're like oh I don't know about it and I'm like okay (laughs) like Cares <laughs> like in a sense I don't mean it to be rude yeah. or like discredit anybody's job or like accomplishments but like just like being a good person matters much more than being like well I work here or I worked for this news station or I work for this medical company like it just matters exactly. like the kind of person you are and like what what you do in your free time and like what makes you happy no I totally I totally agree but okay so like when you were getting out of college you kind of had a difficult time like I did yeah like what did you go through during those like first few months yeah so it was kind of like I graduated like well I say weird I'm sure there's other students who have done this too but like I went and walked in graduation like in the spring and then I had Mm -hmm. summer classes and so I actually (laughs) 
was fired from my boutique job that I was doing. So that's just being transparent. So I I started (laughs) off on that rough foot. Um, And that was kind of like, I had no idea what the reasoning was. It was very abrupt. And I really liked the job. So I was hoping to continue doing that until I like really had a clear vision of what I wanted to do. Because I knew like Mm -hmm. applying for full-time jobs and um, like jobs in my career would, would be like a long road. Um, so that was like the rug kind of got swept out from under me. And so I really had to like yeah. adjust that summer, but then I was in a weird place. where I was like, I don't really want to just do a side job because I'm already looking like in two or like a month, I'll be done with school and I want like a real job. So I just started applying and I applied to probably by the end of it, almost 300 jobs and I'm not exaggerating. And this is like every time I cover like- letter, like, Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you were like applying to like places out of state, in state, everywhere. Yeah, I was applying everywhere. Like I would look on LinkedIn. I did some of the LinkedIn like easy apply, which I don't really know how well that works. So if you are a recent grad, I don't know. I I never got anything <laughs> from that, but maybe yeah. maybe that was a reflection of the candidate and not the company. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I was unemployed though. And I guess like in what I've heard from other recent grads or like graduates and all that, I was unemployed for about four months. And like once I graduated, like after that, I was unemployed for about four months, which was really hard. And especially for me, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Reagan, because I know we're similar. Like I hate not being like I can't be not busy. Like I have to be doing stuff mm-hmm. and like applying myself. And like back then, PYM was just like my blog. So even then, like I didn't feel yeah. as inspired to write about anything. Like I didn't have like a what I have now because I probably would have put a lot more effort into it if I did. <laughs> um so it was really hard and I and I moved back home and I was living in Grand Rapids and like I definitely took Grand Rapids for granted. Like I kind of wish I stayed up there just because like my friends were there and all that. And I moved home for like mm-hmm. to be cost effective because I was unemployed. Um, yeah. And I did some random like odd jobs in that time. And yeah, it was it was a tough time just like being back home and like being back in like my mom. I lived with my mom and like I mean, I love her to death, but like once you go, you're on your own for four years. Live on your own. And then you go back and you're like, why are you asking what I'm doing? <laughs> but love you, mom. I get it. <laughs> but it's, yeah. you know, it's just like it's such, that is just hard to come back into that. And like your parents just care about you. So they just want to know what you're up to. And honestly, I think she was happy to have me home for a little bit. Um, but it definitely was a hard time. And then, so kind of getting more into the job part, like once I got, I was applying, I had an opportunity at, I can just share it now because I guess it doesn't really matter. But I had a few video interviews at Discovery Channel, which I was really excited about. And that was where. Yeah, I remember yeah, that and, you were having interviews. Yeah. And I got like three interviews in, I think. And then they were do- going through a like, um, I don't know, like not a divestiture or something. They were combining with another company. And so they told me that they had put hiring on hold. And so then right after that, I had got my offer from my current job. And I was like, do I take it or do I not? Like I was indifferent because Mm -hmm. it was a great offer and I like would have, I could move out of my mom's and like go do what I wanted. But then I was like, is this like what I want to do? So I ended up taking it. And I mean, that's where I'm at now. And at first, like, I'll be completely honest. Like I was not completely happy with it. And I, but I worked really hard and I like talked with my boss and like, I'm now in a position that I am happy with. I'm a marketing specialist and I'm traveling a lot more and working on projects and all of that. But 
I feel like you grew a passion for what you do. Like it didn't come at first, but like now you like learned that you do like what you do. Yeah, and it definitely is. And like, I've always just said like whatever job I do or wherever I work, like I just want to be making an impact. Like, I don't know what that it doesn't have like a defined like definition, mm-hmm. I guess of exactly what I meant by that. But I guess I, now I work in like we enhance cancer diagnostics is like our company's mission. So we make equipment that does that. And like, there's, I've been hit a lot by cancer, like in my family circle. So just be, being involved with that, like it does make me feel like some pride and like that I'm standing behind a good cause and like we're helping um, and like our social yeah. responsibility of like a corporate company is good, you know, so it's good to be like in a company like that for sure. But I guess like now that I rambled on about all of that, um, the, the, the purpose <laughs> you can take from that and or like the little lesson, I guess, is that like your first job, it might start out and not be what you wanted. And like, and if it ends up not being what you wanted, that's fine. Like 100% make a change and like go do something else. Mm-hmm. But it also could develop into something that's like really good for you. And like, I guess on the other side of now where I'm at, like I said, I'm like doing pretty well for my age and like financially okay. And I'm only saying that yeah. because like I love PYM and PYM really truly is my passion. And I, I would like to grow that into full-time work eventually in my life. But having this full-time job, like I'm able to put money and funds into PYM. And like, if I didn't take that job or I took a startup company out in New York that paid me way less, like it'd be a lot harder yeah. to do PYM. So I guess the takeaway too is like, yeah. you can do both. It's definitely hard and there's like pros and cons to it, but you know, just kind of like let, see what works out, like try different things. And like, you can always make a change. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, well, just making that transition from like, okay, I go to school Monday through Thursday, I've got the weekends off. And then you have to transition to like a full-time 40 hour a week job that can be very difficult for, you know, you're like everything that you did in college is just completely different to what you do in like a professional career. And that's kind of what I had um, struggled with when I started working um, up North and it was hard because like, I loved college so much. Like I just went above and beyond and all the time. And then I went to like the professional world and like, I was like low man on the, on the totem pole. And I had to like work my way to like understand and things didn't come as easy. And so that was really hard. Yeah. But the best thing is time you know, once you like get going and (laughs) like things become easier. So like, you know, my first day and my last day of work was completely different. (laughs) Definitely. Like what, share like some of your experience. Cause I mean, I feel like working in media and like news is kind of different from, I mean, sure you still have like to go to like a, in a sense, a nine to five job, but like kind of go through like what, cause you work different hours. You were up pretty early cause you would do like the morning segment. Yeah. So I don't know, just like share a little bit about like what that job was like in what yeah. I did. Yeah. So I worked at um, nine and 10 years in Cadillac for about two years. Um, I, if I was to leave that contract, <laughs> I would have had to spend a whole bunch of money. So I had to be there for two years. Um, and I first started off as just like a nine to five, like news reporter. And the best thing about being a reporter is that like, 
you're always on the go. You have a deadline, which is can be kind of frightening and you have to work on your time management skills. Um, but yeah, so like on my second day of work, my boss literally said to me, you either sink or you swim. And then he put me out um, into the field and I like had to come back with like the top story of the night. And it was my second day in my professional career. And it was the scariest moment of my life. And it was such a huge story. But like, you know, I've, after he said, you either sink or swim, I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to swim, I'm going to be doggy paddling, but <laughs> we're going to get this done. You know, I had no idea what to do. So I was really thrown into it. But like, I'm like, so thankful for that experience now, because I tell people like, listen, second day of my career, I was top story of the night, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I still managed to get it done. Um, so after I was just like hard news for the first like three to six months, they switched me to, um, like the morning show. And that is, was the best experience. Like, I don't know if like, I'll ever find a job as good <laughs> as the job I had. Um, so I would wake up at like 245 in the morning and, uh, we would have seven live segments starting at five. 45 until 8:45, and like every day was different like we could be at like the newest restaurant in town or like an event that's gonna be weekend that we're previewing um so super fun and I'm like kind of sad that I won't be doing that probably my next job um so I lived up there three hours probably about three hours away from like where like I'm from and the two years like it went by like pretty fast but I feel like the way I if I like look back to think like where I was like two years ago I like a completely different person Alyssa I feel like you can probably agree with that (laughs) when I first started to where I'm at (laughs) yeah um which is good but I decided to like not renew my contract just because like it was up north and of course like I started dating my boyfriend and you know he like worked downstate and there was a potential for me to work downstate as well. And so, and it's like a, it was like a starter TV station. And the way you work in news, you usually do like two years at a small market. Then you do two years at a middle market. And then hopefully by your like six to eighth year, you're in like the dream market that you want, but you have to put like so much time and not getting paid a lot (laughs) to do that. Right. And I think that's a tough thing about your career. Like, I mean, we don't have to talk numbers, but it's definitely like asks a lot of you and like you work very unique hours and um, it's just you ain't like getting paid. Yeah. Lot, at all. <laughs> but you're like it's so like, good at your job and you do so great at that. But well, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And so right now people are wondering, I like I'm unemployed, which has been like very, you know, it's been really hard to be unemployed mm-hmm. right now, but like I find comfort knowing that like so many people in the world are unemployed um because of the pandemic but like nobody's hiring right now so that's kind of where I'm at um so that's you know I I probably feel like you know a little bit of like when I first graduated college like uninspired not creative like that's where I'm at right now (laughs) I was just gonna like call out in a sense of like it's interesting because I think right after I graduated I was kind of in like where you are now because like your job your job was kind of lined up right like right after graduation you moved like right up and you started working for nine and ten so like you kind of not in a bad way but like you skipped over that but I think it's like the 
a piece we can pick out of this is that like that's your 20s I feel like is like you're gonna go through phases where like you're unemployed and you don't know and you feel lost and uninspired and you're like okay what do I do next like exactly. it's just the thing that always like bothered me is everybody's like you can do whatever you want or like like what do you want to yes, do and I'm like but... I don't even know what I want to do like sure I can I do whatever I want to do but what if what is that I don't even know what that means um, yeah and plus like it was so hard like I had a job right out of college like one of the you know a few people where I just like left right away um and then and started work like the next week after graduation but now I'm like I don't have a plan and like I'm, I'm a girl that always likes to have a plan. If you ask my boyfriend, he's always like so mad that I have to figure out what time things start or where, what we're doing that day. But <laughs> I don't, I don't have a plan right now. And it's just kind of, you know, it's frustrating, but just trying to have faith. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I feel like that's like the hardest thing. Cause like, I'm the same kind of person and I didn't have a plan. And like in my head, I had a plan and it wasn't unfolding how I wanted it. And I think that even makes it more frustrating. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know I just feel like they don't talk about in college like if you do go to college and like finding a job after like they t- make it sound like having a degree is like your sign sealed delivered to get every job yeah You're, everybody no. will hire you <laughs> and like I just remembered like this is not a jab at Grand Valley because it's just like it just is the market but they sent me like a few months after I graduated I was still unemployed it was like where did you end up I'm like, I wanted to be like, back at home. Like, what the heck? <laughs> but <laughs> back at home. Did you expect that one? You didn't tell me how hard it was going to be. Yeah. But I just feel like it's everybody thinks that everybody gets a job out of college. It's what they want. And like, you know, especially with social media now, you watch what everybody's doing and you're like, wow, like I, I didn't move out of state like I said I was. Like, I didn't get the job yeah. like I said I was. But like, everybody's going through that. And even if somebody right now has like a job that looks like they're doing amazing or like, on paper it looks like whatever like maybe it is but there's a lot of times mm-hmm. that like in your 20s and like I guess maybe in your 30s too or whatever but I can only speak from experience um like you there's just so many different phases and like I don't know I'm gonna say again like when Reagan and I started as friends like we were both obsessed with cheerleading cheerleading was our lives mm-hmm. like when we came from our high school like we were the cheerleaders like that everybody yeah like, oh, we're gonna go cheer in college and do this and then like we both kind of transitioned to be like, oh, we're going to go live out of state and do this big dream thing and like blah, blah, blah. And now we both are like domesticated, you know, not joking, <laughs> no, basically. But like, <laughs> yeah. but well, like maybe <laughs> there's yeah. different phases. And it's okay. Honestly, it truly is okay. If the dream that you made up when you were 16 isn't the dream that you made up when you're 23, 24, 25, you know, it's okay that it changes. And I'm so happy that mine did because. I wouldn't be like where I'm at right now. Exactly. I'm unemployed, but (laughs) I am happy in in other regards. And also like, I do have to say like one of the best parts about like not having a job right now is like, since I didn't have that moment after college of like, just like a break, this has been my break. I've been like, go, go, go the past six years. And so finally, like my, like my mom says all the time, like, this is just a chance for like me to reflect um, yeah. the past few years of my life, which I've been doing, but mostly it's like sad and somber. I'm like, oh, I used to be cool. <laughs> I feel like that's like another thing in that, not that it matters, but I think for like our personality types, like we'll just, once again, I'll call us out. But like, I think we like being in some sense. I mean, we are cheerleaders. We like some sense of attention. Yeah. And this like goes, attention. Back to, <laughs> goes back to the friend thing, though. It's like when you leave college, like nobody gives a shit about you. Like, so like, it's just nobody. Honestly, yeah. Even in high school, like I feel like coming from high school, like I was like, you know, 
I, I was in a small town, so people knew me. And, like, nobody knew me in college. So, like, that was an adjustment. And I had the cheer team and all that. But then when I quit cheer, like, I didn't have and the then cheer that team. Went or south. Anyway, yeah, I'm like, well, geez, I feel very alone. But it does, like, I don't know. It, it, it humbles you for sure. Oh, it, it, it does. It really does. You're like, oh, like, you know what? Like, I definitely have to, like, work at making friends. I have to work at being not lonely. But then, like, you also struggle, like, you know what? I'd rather be lonely than, like, hang out with people that you don't like. <laughs> yeah. And I think the, something to take from it, too, is, like, in the sense, like, oh, people don't care what you're doing. People don't care what you're doing. So if you say you said all your life, and that's what I've had to learn. And like, I'm sure we've talked mm-hmm. about this topic already. But like, oh, like I said, I was going to do all these things. Like if I don't move to California, I mean, there's going to be a few people that ask me maybe. Or if I don't move. And like, do oh, hey, thing, I thought you were going to do this. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, like majority of people don't care what you're doing. Like if you're happy in Michigan or you're happy with like your family and that's what you do, like nobody actually will like really question you about it. Maybe a few people in your close circle. But I just think that brought yeah. me back down to earth that like, no matter what I do, like, it's not anybody's business for one. And for two, yeah. like, they don't actually, like, they don't have stake in my life. So exactly. The, you know, if it's like someone that you like, haven't talked to in a few months, too, and they're like, Oh, I thought you were going to do this. And it's going to be on their mind for like, five seconds. <laughs> like, and they're not going to hold it against you. Yeah. And so I guess like um, tra- transitioning into our next thing, but like, it goes with this, because I feel like once I got a job, like things didn't get easier. Cause (laughs) then I was like going through like a breakup and I moved into like my own apartment by myself. So there was like a lot of nights, like crying in the shower. Like I'm fine guys. But (laughs) there was so many of those. It's actually almost therapeutic though. Like it was like, this is my own space and like that helped, but no, it was definitely difficult like going through a breakup, like when you're not in college. Cause I feel like it would be easier. Like, Hey, I'm just gonna go to my friend's apartment, like across the street or something. Mm -hmm. And like, now you're just kind of on your own and like, I don't know like you can reach out to like your friends and I mean I, I talked to you like through that time but yeah. it's just like such a different time to go through that and then get back into dating which once again after college like you don't just have events where you gather yeah. with a bunch of people always you and like go out of your way <laughs> yeah and so, so then yeah, we I, talked about apps and yeah so I think we should probably yeah so let's like take it back a little bit to like we'll start we can we'll start with you and like how you got broken up with until you meet met your new boyfriend Devin and how your mindset changed um throughout that time yeah well my breakup the other way around was just probably kind of well yeah it was toxic to be honest like both my ex and I had like done things that were not okay and so it just ended up that like I was like this if this is happening in our relationship like we don't need to be together um, yeah and there's always like the level of comfort like through a breakup like there wasn't necessarily anything going like terribly wrong well I guess towards the end of it there was but it was just like the decision that like I I don't know we were going in different directions he had moved out of state I felt like the relationship just like wasn't it wasn't what I wanted it to be and yeah mm-hmm. I was unhappy really and so I I made the decision to walk away from that and and that was really difficult because there was like a lot of back and forth and it's hard when you're with somebody because it's almost like a level of comfort like I said so yeah. you want to like, talk them to them for a while yeah and so it was it was like I said it was like hard because like I was like living alone and like dealing with all that going through it but I definitely feel like I came out stronger and what like turned it around for me was honestly PYM so once again PYM for three years was just like my blog um, and I would write for it when I was inspired to and all of that but 
once I started working and stuff, I decided to turn it into, I guess, what it is now. Um, and that's really where my energy started to be focused. And that just like pulled me out of the slump of like being going through a breakup and like being alone and feeling yeah. lonely. Like, I just really started putting my energy into that. Um, and with that, I, I had been dating like here and there, like in early last year. And it just was like, I don't know, like it just I, I honestly don't like dating. Like I know some people like, yeah, love it. like they love going on. I hate it. Like I was just like, it was so uncomfortable. And I'm kind of like a quirky person. And like, I feel so I remember, nervous to like... be like myself. And like the guys are like douchey. And like, they have like fish pics <laughs> on their Tinder profiles. And I'm like, I just am not about it. It's not about it. I feel like I was the one that was like encouraging you to like, come on, Lisa, just go on Tinder. Like, just go on Bumble. Like, it's fine. You definitely were. But it was okay because it was like, at least I had the experience. Like, now I don't feel like I missed out on dating apps. Um, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So then I was just like focusing my energy on PYM and we had like our first big event. And like, as we got closer to that, I just kind of had a mental shift of like, and not that I was like trying to be out there, but you know, like when you're going through a breakup, you're kind of going through it all together. And like, there's just all these things you're trying to like, get out and date like, Oh, I don't need this person. Like, I'll just prove it. And, you know, so I feel like I was going through that moment of just like, down on myself being negative. And like, yeah, I was dating. But then I just had this mental shift that I was like, I love PYM, like everything that's going well with that, like I'm connecting with all these women. And like, that's my passion. Like, I'm so happy that like, it's growing into something. And I just had like a mental shift that I was like, I'm just not dating. Like, I'm just going to do this. This is my thing. Like, I'm just no longer going to like, try to like, seek out going on dates or something. And I after our first PYM event last June, um, the girls and I went out to celebrate like a few of us from the PYM girls went out to celebrate in Kalamazoo. And like I said, I wasn't even I didn't even have like, my radar on for guys like I had no care in the world for like doing that Mm -hmm. I was just there with the girls having a good time two of the girls are getting hit on by somebody like some group of guys and seven (laughs) happened to be in the group and he wasn't even talking and that's funny because he's still a super quiet shy person um but I complimented his shirt so of course I made the first move but I like genuinely like his (laughs) shirt like it wasn't trying to be like a pass or like me trying to pop I was like hey I like your shirt and by the end of the night, I ended up having to give him a number. And I, like, totally walked away from the night being, like, he was not interested. I think I maybe, yeah. like, <laughs> took, took him too much control. But um, his first text to me, well, one of the first texts, he was like, it was great meeting all of you guys. Can you, um, what was it? It was like, will you let me take you on a date? <laughs> I was oh like, sure, gosh. I'll let you take wow. me on a date. So he was interested. But I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe I was, like, too aggressive or something. I just... <laughs> thought he was kind of cute yeah Um, but it was just funny like that mental shift that I had that I wasn't looking for anything and like sure like I guess I pursued him in a sense but like I didn't walk into the bar like okay like I'm gonna meet a guy tonight or something like get a guy somebody out of the crowd and and, you know that's gonna be your next boyfriend not at all and even just then so like that happened and then like our our first date was like good I mean it was very first date-ish for sure but it was like the (laughs) second date that like sold the deal for me just because like we went on the the, picnic no, it was like we just went. I went to his house and like oh, when I, which I was also like nervous. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to his house, like second date. But um, <laughs> we went out on the the paddleboard and we just like talked about like life and like our our lives with each other for like two hours. And I don't know, it was super informal. It didn't feel awkward. It didn't feel like, and I just feel like that's what I was like every time I would like go on dates with people. Like it just felt so 
forced and like so what's your favorite color like what are you doing for work like, yeah what's your life like it just felt so so more like so much more genuine and like we were just talking and it wasn't like having to ask the 20 questions you are when you're dating like and then honestly mm-hmm. from there like it was like gross because we just hung out every day and then like, <laughs> and, like we went on the picnic and like he came down for like the fourth of july like drove all the way to my hometown like <laughs> it moved very fast but i guess like they say it trying to be cheesy but like when you know you know like it just we like connected exactly. really well and we wanted to be together <laughs> <laughs> and now here you guys are here we are and now everybody's like good. when are you getting engaged and I'm like I haven't even been with a guy for a year but <laughs> yeah so Love is, you down. when is your anniversary <laughs> July 15th July 15th okay yeah. but I remember it was like 4th of July and you guys like already told you that you loved each other <laughs> yeah yeah wait, I mean, wait to expose us Reagan I'm exposing you guys, <laughs> but like, but it was like, like you said, when you know, you know, and you, that's just like what you guys felt. Yeah. And that was like very, like, it was like an in the moment kind of thing. Like it just came out and then we're like, oh, yep, yeah, that's fine. Like, I, we do. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fine. Oh, I know you're a couple of weeks, but. <laughs> right. Psychopath. Uh, no, I love it. I think... <laughs> no, I'm totally exposing you. I think it's super cute, and I think that you guys are, are good for each other, and you balance each other out really, really well. Definitely. Like back to the whole dream things. Like he definitely balances me out because I'm always like super idealistic. Like this should happen. This should happen. And he's like, okay. Like and I mean, he's very, <laughs> he's very supportive of me. But like I, the quality I love most about him is like he can bring me back down to earth and like he's made me and not in a bad way he just like makes me appreciate the little things and like I don't know I feel like people are always like oh your guys' like dates are so fun but like we don't even think of them as dates like maybe I'm like sounding prissy saying that but like we just have fun together it's just like okay we're gonna go like go to the beach today or like we're gonna longboarding yeah like it's just simple things that like we're not necessarily like okay this is our date like we have to post about it it's just like that's who we are and, and, like, back to, like, just to tie it into the dream thing, like, he's made me appreciate life where I am because for so long I was living in this, like, well, I got to do this next. Like, I got to move to California. Like, I got to do this. I got I can't, like, I wasn't happy where I was because I kept looking to the next thing. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's my point is, like, he's made me, like, appreciate being in Kalamazoo. Like, we've had fun, like, finding things around here to do. And, like, we just have fun together no matter what we're doing. And yeah. I'm not in California, but I'm still happy. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like what's really admirable about your guys' relationship that, like, I've always noticed is that, like, Devin, like, really lets you shine and, like, lets you be your own person and, like, he, he, like, doesn't judge, like, what you do with PYM or, like, what you post, you know, like, he just, like, lets you be you, which I think is, like, what you want in a relationship. Yeah, especially for, like, once again, like, the person, like, my personality type, I mean, I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm (laughs) a Libra, but, like, I totally am, I like to... And it's not that I need attention, but it's just, like, I like to build out things. And that is, like, with owning PYM and, like, doing that, like, that's very much attention, like, seeking in a sense. Like, just, like, it's a yeah. public thing. Um, so I see myself as part of that and, like, representing something. So that's a really good point. So I I do appreciate him for that. And he's a big PYM supporter. So <laughs> <laughs> he's going to listen to this as soon as it's posted. He better know. <laughs> what you say about me? I'll probably be all, oh, that's all embarrassed. I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> yes, I'm very happy. But let's talk about your relationship with Austin and how yeah. you guys met, which oh is boy. also kind of funny because, like, innocent of dreams and coming back to our to your hometown. Oh yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I feel like in order to like say how we like met, like what, like how I was like ready to like date again, was like taking it back a little bit to like after college where 
um, I went through like a horrible breakup. My like ex, he broke up with me and it was kind of, I was a little bit blindsided, but I also, I knew that he couldn't support me in the way that I needed to be supported because I was going through like such a difficult time. So um, he ended it with me and I just like had such a hard time like getting over it and like, how could this happen to me? And, you know, just really like grieving the loss of a relationship when somebody becomes like, you know, so close in your life. Um, but like, I like never let it, um, really like take over my life. Like I was sad, but I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to let this define me. And I like ordered like so many self-help books. I would listen to podcasts. Like I listen to podcasts every day. I would listen to like motivational podcasts, like every single morning, like videos on YouTube that were like, you can do this, like go out there and like live your best life. Like that's like the literally the only way like I could get through a day was like those like positive things I was listening to and then like every night like in order to sleep I would like listen to like meditation um YouTube videos and that's kind of like it took me a while to like really recover from that but then there was a a part like after I got broken up with that like because we had we never contacted each other afterwards we still have not had any contact through this day um but I did call him like around like three months later and I left a voicemail and I was like listen like thank you for like our relationship thank you for everything you've done for me like it was a great time in my life and I kind of just like closed that chapter in my life after like during that phone call you know I said thank you I said have a nice life and hung up the phone. And like, that was that for me. That same night. Yeah. That same night I was on my way to our hometown, like festival. It's called good old days in Richmond. And literally hours after I did that, I just went to the festival. I was alone. So like, I was like kind of meeting up with a friend, but I was going to just see people that like I graduated with like years ago from high school and people I went to school with. And I saw, um, like Austin, who is my boyfriend now, and he was talking to a mutual friend and Austin, he like, I, he graduated my sister. So he was like a few years older than me. And then, um, I cheered with his younger sister, Katie and so like just like you know just like that older guy in high school you know like never really talked to each other whatsoever but he was talking to a mutual friend of mine and so I was like oh like hi Austin how are you and then it turned out like oh my gosh hi Reagan like I watch all of your reporting like you do such a good job and I was like dumbfounded (laughs) I'm like how can this guy who's like popular in high school like no I am you know what I mean I was like kind of confused I was like how like how did he keep up with me um thank god for Facebook I'll have to say that (laughs) um but like you know we started like click really well and then I decided like you with Devin I decided to like make some moves and he's so oblivious he like (laughs) denied all of them I was like oh my gosh like I would love to take you out to dinner after you graduate he's like oh no like you don't have to do that and I was like okay strike one and I was like oh do you have a girlfriend he's like oh no nobody's got time for a girlfriend that was strike two for me (laughs) and so 
here we go. My last shot. I was really shooting my shot. I was like, oh, like you should text me sometime. And then he's like, okay. And I knew that he didn't have my number. So I was like hoping like he would ask, but he never asked for my number. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So strike three, I'm out. Like that was that. And then um, I didn't really think much of it. I like said to a friend like, oh, like he's really cute. Um, And then like a week later, he ended up messaging me on Instagram after he like followed me. He's like, oh, like we're just friends now. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And then I gave him my number finally. And we just started texting. And like the week after we went on our first date. And I always said, I will never date somebody from my hometown. Like nothing against my hometown. I just didn't think that there was anybody there for me. Um, so it's kind of crazy that I'm in this, I'm started dating somebody from there. <laughs> um, but I think it definitely helped that I like had no expectations. Like I ended up, we went on this first date and I was like, oh God, he's going to take me to like the local bar in Richmond, like, <laughs> because he's from my hometown, <laughs> but he ended up like making reservations at this nice restaurant and, um, we ended up like going out to eat and there was a time where I was like, you know, there's like a point in the date where I like switched from like, uh, he's talking to himself a lot about himself a lot to like, oh my gosh, I really like this guy. Like there was like, just like that moment. I think it was when he was starting to talk about like his passions and his dreams and like what he wants for the future. And as soon as he started talking about that, I was like, wow, like this guy has a dream and it's very attractive, like very attractive. And then that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sold. Like, I like him. (laughs) Didn't need much of a, um, didn't need much of convincing. But then after that date, like, we ended up going to Kroger and getting two bottles of wine. And we went back to his house. And he still lived at his parents. And as soon as I walked through his door, his mom, because I knew her from cheerleading, because she was like a cheer mom. Um, she's like, oh my gosh, you didn't tell me you were going on a date with Reagan. <laughs> so she like gives me like this big hug. So I felt super welcomed. And then we just like sat and like drank wine and talked about like what we want. And then he, we ended up like doing that like dirty dancing move where you like, you like run and he like puts you up over <laughs> his head. So we like did all that cheesy stuff. And so like, I think, like, ever since, like, that day, we've been sort of inseparable Yeah. <laughs> ever since, like, and things went by, like, super quick. I mean, we, like, talked for, like, two, three months, um, and he's a, he's a police officer, and so when we finally decided to become official, he kind of had to, like, lay it out on a line of, like, what, you know, to expect about, like, if you date a police officer and you know, the scary things that could potentially come with that. And so it was kind of like, I tell him, it was kind of like signing a contract. Like, (laughs) you have to be okay with um, late hours and working the weekends and, like, stuff like that. But, like, I actually think, um, I think that, like, with me being a reporter and working, like, pretty close-knitly with cops, that, like, I had, like, more of an understanding. And, like, a reporter has such, like, odd jobs and, odd hours and week- weekends and, and holidays. So like I understood like on a different level than I think like he was used to. And so then I signed the contract and said <laughs> yes. <laughs> and things just kind of like went 
full speed after that. So a year later, so back in January, um, I decided that we decided that it was just going to be best if we were to buy a house together and find a spot where we both loved that was still close to family, but still close to like his work. And the hope is that I start working at a TV station in Flint. Um, so that's, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so we're in this area and it's beautiful and we've been working on our, our house and it definitely like is pretty surreal because I literally said I was never going to date somebody from my hometown and here I am. <laughs> no, I love that. And I definitely feel like I, I was just thinking as you were talking about it, I'm like, I don't think I, I still haven't actually met Austin in person. I don't think. Um, yeah, no, I don't think you have. <laughs> but I just feel like I, I want you to know him from afar. Um, <laughs> But I love, like, compared to, like, the other relationships that, like, I knew you through, like, being in. I just feel like you guys are so much more, like, mm-hmm. a team. And, like, similar to what I was saying oh, about, yeah. like, Devin and I. Like, we just have fun together and, like, go, I don't know, do whatever. And, like, it just sounds like you guys are always doing fun things. And maybe that's not, like, a huge crazy date. But, like, I don't know. Even when you guys, like, FaceTime yeah. me that one night. And I think you both had, like, a buzz on. <laughs> it was just, like, funny. Like, you guys, you yeah, could tell you guys were just, like, having fun together. Like, it wasn't, like, you – and you are like, living together. And it didn't feel like you guys were – he was, like, great, yeah. and shut up. Like, don't talk. Like, whatever. You know, it was very, like, team-like. I know. So that's – and, yeah, I know I you're so we happy. Playing beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. We were playing beer pong, like, with ourselves because it was just something to do. <laughs> yeah. But we always, like – I like what you said, like, being a team because that's very important to me. It was very important to him. And, like – right away like communication wise like if something was wrong we we say it right away like we don't hold anything back and whether the truth is going to hurt it's going to hurt because then you can get through it and make things better um I don't know I, I definitely learned I think from my past relationship like how you should be treated and how you should not be treated and I feel like I'm just being treated really well and I definitely wanted somebody that was going to be like, like my dad <laughs> and oh. in that regard, like take care of me and like be able to grill and cut the grass and like yeah. silly things like that. But I definitely like wanted a man that was going to like take control in that regard. It's not be controlling, just like, you know, know how to run the household. And like I do too. And he's like a little bit more OCD than me. So he's had to like teach me how to like put dishes in the dishwasher the right way but (laughs) but that's okay I'm learning I'm only 23 it's so funny you said like you wanted to be like your dad because I feel like uh to be honest I wouldn't want mine to be like my dad but surprisingly and and good in good qualities uh you want someone to be like your mom right but actually Devin is kind of like my dad and it's funny because you're like oh I never thought I'd date someone from my hometown um and Devin definitely gives off vibes of like because his hometown's small like where like Addison where I'm from but like it's just so funny because he loves cars and he like helps me fix my car and all that and like so I never thought I'd be like into like dating a guy that's like into cars and like kind of country and all that like just being that I always wanted to go to the city and I thought I'd have like I don't know some more preppy guy which I guess some of my past relationships have been but like I absolutely love the person that Devin is like he can fix things he's helped me with my car like and, like, having those qualities is, like, actually really nice. <laughs> and there's, like, better trade-offs. Yeah. It's, and he has, like, his own passions. Like, he <laughs> loves fixing these cars. He likes paddleboarding and snowboarding. And I don't know, out of some folks he's been with, like, he actually has, like, his own hobbies. And as you are saying, like, yeah. about Austin, like, having passions and, like, stuff like that. Like, that is really attractive for a guy. Like, if a guy doesn't just sit around and play video games and go out to bars, like, wow. 
<laughs> yeah, like which sucks that that's the standard. That big, but... <laughs> I think that was a big selling point for me. I was like, wait, you don't have an Xbox? Okay, we're getting married. Right. <laughs> like first. <laughs> How many hours do you play video games? Do you own the game Fortnite? Okay, we can date. <laughs> okay, we can date now. No, nothing against that. And I think Austin is actually going to get, like, an Xbox eventually, which is fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think there's, like, it's okay to be, like, this boss-ass bitch. Excuse my language. But, like, this <laughs> boss-ass girl and, like, be a feminist but still, like, want to have a man that's going to, like, be able to take care of you. I feel like you can have both. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that's, like, I've even discussed this with, like, Devin and, like, my sister being, like, he maybe is, like, you were saying that Austin taught you how to put away the dishes. I feel like some of the more inside-the-house things, I'm, like, what What are you doing? Like, you're trying to help, but I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But, like, the trade-off <laughs> is, is that, like, I don't like manual labor. So, like, moving things or, like, working mm-hmm. on my car, building, building furniture. Things, yeah, like, not me. So, like, this, I'll do the dishes and the domestic things like that but you gotta help with like the outside and manual labor because yeah. that's not me <laughs> I know I'm pretty spoiled because Austin is like pretty domesticated too like <laughs> I feel like I'm like bad at that part like I'm like not the good cook <laughs> I mean yeah so I'm working on those skills but you know what it's, it's okay <laughs> it is weird it's definitely something you have to learn because like I mean my mom made me do chores like somewhat growing up but she definitely was like a hard worker herself so sometimes I'm like, geez, I probably should have helped her more. But it is different, like, owning your own house or, like, apartment or something. Like, if the dishes, like, aren't done, like, they're not done, if, especially if you're living alone. But, like, I mean, if you have a partner, like, it helps. Yeah. But it's just, like, everything is on you. And it's kind of – it is a learning mm-hmm. curve if you never really had to do, like, home maintenance or, like, your parents did more things at home if you had that privilege, too. Yeah. But I was – and plus, like, I was, like, the baby of the family. So it was, like, my brother, my sister, and then mm-hmm. me. So, like, since I was a baby, they kind of, like, took it easy on me. Like, I was just little. Like, I didn't have to cut the grass or, like, do yard work. And so I just, like, was living in luxury. And then now I have my own house. And then Austin's, like, you know, you going to water the flowers? Are you going to go weeds and stuff? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's another but, funny point. Uh, I just put a bunch of, like, plants out. And I always kill plants. And Devin's, like, okay, you need to water them, like in the morning or in the evening but don't do it right when the sun's out he's like schooling me on gardening I'm like I'm not even the woman here right now <laughs> you're telling me how to do the gardening yeah <laughs> yeah I like just got herbs for the first time like they're just in pots like and I'm like trying to keep those alive so I'll let you know how that goes <laughs> oh, I got a tomato, but no inside so. plants as of yet <laughs> uh, yeah I'm scared for the inside plants but we'll I have a couple I think right now is like, the most plants I've ever kept alive in like my lifetime (laughs) you know what honestly I feel like that's a skill like you know like we know some people that are like so addicted to like plants and I I just it is I just don't know how they do it I just don't know how they do it I swear I take (laughs) care of them the right way so knowledgeable (laughs) well then I have a cat so I have to be careful that I'm not like I'm always like wait is this poisonous (laughs) yeah oh yeah exactly because the cat's probably gonna like taking a little nibble or whatever yeah but well it's been great talking about this stuff with you and I I know people listening can take something from it because basically life after college is like not what you necessarily expect and and that's okay um but some great things come out of things when you least expect it for sure so you know like it was like a little rough journey but I think like once you get past the rough parts, like, 
the rainbow will be there <laughs> for sure and I, I don't know like even just like I literally realize it through talking with you like in this conversation but like what I can say just from like watching my friend grow like you Reagan simultaneously like with me is mm-hmm. like life comes for sure in phases like so now you're in an unemployed phase and you feel a little uninspired and lost and like I'm doing pretty good but like flop back two years ago yeah. like I was that way and you were like up in Cadillac killing it and like that's just some, yeah. something to learn that like there's no like really no straight path of like what your life is supposed to look like yeah and I feel like there's a lot of pressure to like oh we have to figure it out we have to figure it out but like life is figuring it out because then something's gonna happen you're gonna mm-hmm. get a different job than you thought you had or you're gonna go through a breakup and end up like with somebody you thought you'd never be with and like that's just life yeah. and you'll mm-hmm. you'll figure it out as you go well hopefully <laughs> hopefully we can get on the same page sometime soon and like have both of our life paths well, <laughs> that are like similar towards each other well I'm here for you either way I support your oh and I'm here unemployed for you. or employed always, always. <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm excited for you to come and like see our house but you know I'm, I'm very proud of you Alyssa and everything that you've done and this podcast is such a great next step for you I'm like so jealous because I think it's just like so kick butt that you're doing it so I'm, pr- I'm very well, proud thank of you. you I'm equally as proud of you um and all that you do and like I said you you inspire me and you always you know are going for it and I've always loved that about you like even just in news like it's, it's people always say like oh like how do you put yourself out there like for me doing this podcast and I always think of you and like putting yourself on tv and like doing that is it's a lot of pressure, but you're amazing at it. So yeah. I hope you will find an amazing mm-hmm. job soon. Um, that's one that you want, and I, I know you'll be great at it. Oh, thanks, Liz. I appreciate you. Appreciate all the things you said. Thank you so much for having me on today. If anybody wants to follow my unemployed journey, um, <laughs> it's just Reagan Blissett. Yes, give her a follow. She's she's awesome. So, And you're my longest podcast so far. Oh my gosh. Wow. I feel like that was super easy. (laughs) We made it past an hour. (laughs) Well, thanks for being on today. I I appreciate it. I always love our conversations. Usually this, honestly, this is just like our normal phone conversations that we have like for an hour anyways. If you're ever wondering what a phone call looks like, it's, it's just like this. Exactly. (laughs) Well, thanks for being a great friend and being there for me through thick and thin. I think that's another just like last tidbit for people to take away. Like your good friends will be there through Good and bad. Thick and thin. So I appreciate you for that. Exactly. Well, love, love you, too. Liz. Have a great day. And I'm sure I'm going to call you like later yeah, this week. Yeah, we'll post it soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, girl. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. Today, we're sharing a quote from one of my favorite authors, Maxie McCoy. Her book is called You're Not Lost, which we actually just gave away on the PYM Instagram. But I read this about six months ago, and it really helped with my perspective of feeling lost and not sure what I'm doing and figuring it all out. So I wanted to share a quote from her because I felt as though it was fitting for this episode. So getting to where you want to be is going to take way longer than you expected and way longer than you'd like. You're not behind. You're not off track. And you're not going to feel this way forever. You're simply on your way and you'll always be on your way. So that's from Maxie McCoy. Definitely check out her book and her Instagram. She's an amazing boss babe woman. And yeah, so thanks again and have a great week, everyone. Talk soon.